When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Dawn was on a ghost hunt at a haunted LA Fitness where Brad was doing CrossFit all alone. His squats opened a wormhole And that's what led them here To trap inside a magic studio The adventures of Bradley and Dawn Bradley and Dawn A Mike Ganger production the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. It's National Pizza Day. Yay! Yay! We're going to be uh, digging into some pizza and uh, asking you questions about your thoughts in the two o'clock hour. But right now, we got to talk about Harry and Megan. Oh, yes, we do. The latest with them. This is so stupid. Because of the stupid sister. Oh, God. She's stupid. Oh, my God. Samantha Markle Markle is stupid. Okay. All right. We all know about her. She she really seems maniacal. I would almost call her a sociopath. Yes. I mean, truly, the way that she has railed against uh, one member of her family, the one who seems to be getting the most attention, and you may think perhaps she's got some insecurities where her ego is related. That's why I would say sociopath. But the story I uh, believe you're referring to, um, Dawn, is the one that says Prince Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, will in fact be deposed as part of a defamation case that was brought against them, well, specifically her, Meghan, in the United States, in the state of Florida, by her half-sister, Samantha Markle. Who she barely spent any time with at all. Yeah, according, according to, to Megan, Megan, according to Megan, um, she considers herself as an only child. You know, this is interesting because I'm, I am I don't mean to, like, relate things to my, in my own life other than Why to not? say... You're well, a human being. Thank you. Other than to say, frankly, that... I, uh, in my family, was raised an only child, but then my parents uh, divorced, et cetera, et cetera. Long story short, I've got step-siblings, not Mm -hmm. half-siblings, so it's not quite the same. But I, even though I have siblings, I still consider myself an only child. But in fact, that statement alone, Megan, in her interview with Oprah, saying that she was raised an only child, that is one of the main things that offended Samantha Markle that Samantha Markle is now saying is why she's suing for defamation, that Megan defamed her when Megan said she was raised an only child. This is ridiculous. What she's so hurt about is that um, she's been caught in lies because she had a lot of stories about practically, quote, practically raising Megan. You weren't in the home at all. 
Samantha, according to Megan, which why would she lie about that? She only saw her in her life like three or four times. But also that's like, uh, to me, it seems like a technicality. Like she's not mentioning Megan or Samantha Markle by name. So if people infer things as a result of things that Megan said, I don't understand how that's defamation. Defamation to me seems like in a broad or in a, you know, in a plain sense, like you're stupid. Like yeah. calling her names, yeah. that seems like defamation. Even though Samantha did has done that many times. Oh yeah, she she's called her she prin- Princess. Po- what was it, Princess Pouty Pants? Pouty Pants. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I knew there yeah. was a P. It, Princess Pow. What was it, Princess Sassy she Pants? She wrote all that book about kinds her. of things. A whole book. Yeah. Like you're the one who should have defamation lawsuits against you. But. A judge in Florida on Tuesday ruled that Prince Harry and Meghan will be deposed as a part of this defamation case. Regardless of what happens with this case, uh, Samantha will get the chance through her attorneys to cross-examine or depose, rather, Meghan and Harry on the witness stand. Which is, I don't know, seems so bizarre to me. Either way, she wins. If she doesn't win the case, because... She is now forced. What does she win, though? She wins that it's going to be in public record. They have to, whatever they ask them, they have to answer truthfully on the witness stand. So it puts them in a position, a really weird position. Um, And they have to be, they have to even do any of this. Because without them and the attention that she gets from bitching about them, she doesn't exist. So she wins. It's like somebody who is stalking you or somebody that is like you need that person to get away from you. You can't give them any negative or positive attention yeah, at all. Any attention any is, a, is, is attention. affirmation to like if you get angry, like you're supposed to just completely ignore people like that. But now they're being forced to do this deposition. Yeah. So she wins either way. Yeah, she succeeds. And it's disgusting. It's just disgusting. Yeah, well, and it's a, to me, it just seems like a complete waste of time and money. And I don't know, even though, you know, you've said she wins. In her mind, I believe she probably in, thinks in she wins. In her mind, she wins. But in the long run, I don't think she's going to succeed in changing the public's perception of Meghan Markle. No. Because like it or don't, people already have their opinions about Meghan and Markle. And I hope it's the correct... I mean, as far as, like, they also have their opinions about Samantha... Well, and I, I absolutely. Hope, yeah, and I and they hope have that for, we're all for on years. the same page. <laughs> well, no. Not necessarily. There are a lot of people who don't like Meghan. Yeah. And there is an audience for Samantha Markle and her take on Meghan Markle, which is, I think, why she's continued to have an outsized role in portraying Meghan a certain way, because there is an audience. I don't think they're listening to us, frankly. Yeah. But, and if you are, you need to check yourself. Um, Before you wreck yourself. <laughs> I think, you know, there is an audience that doesn't like Megan, hasn't liked Megan. I mean, there's a reason that she continues to go on British TV and get asked back to do interviews and talk on, you know, talk yeah. shows because there is a market for hatred of Meghan Markle. So, you know, but but my point was truly long term. What does she get? There's going to come a day when. I don't know, the money that she makes from those tabloid tell-alls mm-hmm. and her book run out. And she has to live with the things that she's done in her life, which include essentially hounding her stepsister or half-sister, you know, to the ends of the earth. 
I don't know for what reason. It really doesn't make sense. Like, I guess I could understand if somebody was purely financially motivated to do something yeah. that is, you know, gross, because we see examples of that all over the place. Which she is getting paid for those interviews. Yeah, so but like... She'd have to go like, back to work. It's not like a ton of money. Right? I don't know. I mean, remember in Spare, Maybe. he talks about how some of the stories in paparazzi photos were 100,000 pounds. Do you think it's just she's motivated by money? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's Well, that's going to run out. So good luck, and I hope you're investing well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I hope she is, too. Because, yeah, we. I mean, this can't go on forever. I mean, it could, in her mind, she might try, but it's like you don't have No, because the public, I mean, right now she's having a moment. This court case will be adjudicated. I don't think she's going to be successful. I mean, who knows? It's up to, I don't know if it's a jury or the judge. I'm assuming it's a judge, but... Um, I I don't feel like she would be that successful. I'm still surprised that this case was actually allowed to go forward. I am too. Um, before you got that report, there were other reports saying that the judge is allowing this to go forward. But if they decide to throw it out before then, that could happen. But yeah, I guess but, she's but, made it. The judge has made a decision. Well, not really, because I think what you're saying is different than what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that they will be deposed. The judge ruled that they will be deposed regardless. So even if that case is thrown out, they still have to get deposed. But that, but I think what you're saying is that that case could later on, after the depositions, be thrown out. But then yeah. it almost seems like the damage has already been done. For sure. So it's almost a distinction without a difference. Yes. Now, what's going on on the other side of the pond? Well, People says that King Charles wants Prince Harry back in the family and at the coronation. So this is, seems a little bit unbelievable. People is... is Uh, putting this out there and that he wants to make peace. He has a soft spot for Prince Harry. And if they don't sort it out, it will always be a part of the King's reign and how he has left his family disjointed. So ultimately we're talking about Charles wanting to protect his image. He needs Harry there so that it looks like, and appears like everything's okay. Oh, for sure. And I don't think that Harry's willing to do that for his father since he threw him on Camilla uh, threw him under the bus so many times with all of these false leaked stories, according to the book Spare. It also says in this article that um, this May 6th ceremony, they need to make peace before that. And the one who is most resistant is William because of how Harry pretty much let it all out about all of their personal arguments and discussions. And he feels really slighted by Harry, by him. It's all about like showing everybody the dirty details of what really happened. Mm-hmm. And it's it's embarrassing. He doesn't mm-hmm. he's got a lot of pride. I think he's a lot like Charles in some way, where you're always in this role since you're born and you know you're gonna be king. And so to protect the image is way more important and to have your family look like everything's all put together, that's way more important than the relationship with your well, brother will ever be. And not just because of the image, but because that's the power. That's where their power comes from. Yes, yes. So he looks like a bad guy right now. Who does, William? Yes. If you read the book, I'm telling you what. Well, I, it's not a to good me, look. he just sounds like a person who's not done a lot of self work. I mean, mm, right. I'm sure he loves his brother. I don't think he's evil. No, I no. think he loves his father. I think he probably wants best for, you know, for his family. I'm not saying he's perfect, but I think that the sense I got from reading the book 
is that Harry has done a tremendous amount of work on himself. Right, because and he was he w- forced to, really. Yep, and he, well, he, he had position. the opportunity, Yeah, right? Like, he had the opportunity to work on himself. He had a partner in Meghan Markle who was a person who'd already done some work on herself and knew how to, you know, to navigate that process yeah. and how to be a good partner during that process. And I think that is clearly evident in the way that Harry lays out the relationship he has with William. Whereas it's clear also that William hasn't done any of that work. And again, I don't like, look, people are, I think, you know, people are entitled to be whatever on whatever journey they're on. But the takeaway is that Prince Harry doesn't have to engage that if he doesn't want, which is why I don't think he is going to feel any unnecessary obligation Mm -hmm. to go to that coronation so that the family can look good because the work that he's done on himself would indicate he doesn't feel obligated to do something for uh, to do something for others when they've not done anything. Nothing. Right. Also, you know, hurt him many times and and just for their own benefit. I also think that what. Let me tell you, William, what you don't understand about Spare is that you did not have a chance. Just like Harry, you both were left to suffer with no counseling or help when you were 12 and 15 years old Mm -hmm. to deal with the death or 14. Yeah. To deal with the death of your mother when nobody hugged you, nobody talked to you about it. And that is arrested development. William wasn't ever allowed to explore how he felt. Harry was put in a position um, because of his experiences where... You know, as a soldier, he went through a lot of turmoil and things. And so he had more time for reflection. Well, I think he just made the better choice. The choice was to actually work on something. Right. Because I think Williams probably had the same choice. We all have that choice, right? We don't all have the resources or the ability. They do supremely more than most, right? Right. But but it's it's also the the family. Um, I think that they're more protective, like the monarchy and the whole system of what would leak out about William and they would never want to show a crack in the armor or a crack in the, is that the phrase chink in the armor? Yeah. So that you, they were, they, they really ultimately care about William looking like he's put together because he's a future King. So he has less, I feel like William had yeah. less or chances he just thinks or access. That that's not how you show love. I, I, I truly believe their perception is that above all things, the family. Mm-hmm. That is not necessarily a healthy way of... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Of dealing with the things. Because they're not protecting each other. 
That's well, what not families in a are healthy supposed to way, do, right? right? Not a, he, but he might think he's protecting. You know, like you can see that when they're stuck in all of this, like we can't tell the press this, or we have to maneuver the press this way, or we have to get you know this story out to protect this thing. That's the way they decide to protect their family, to protect but the monarchy. What, well, but and their the family, which they think is, an, which is an extension by means of their role as the monarchy. But what Harry did was for the first time, he had the opportunity to see outside of that because mm-hmm. he had somebody who was not within that framework. Right. And kind of gave him an ultimatum like, well, you need to deal with your anger oh, yeah. because he yelled at her yeah. once. And she's like, I won't raise a child in a home yeah. where a, a so man he... speaks to a woman like this. And where did you ever hear a man speak to a woman like this? Yeah. You need to go to counseling. <laughs> he was like, I will. Yeah. He made yeah the right I do choice. need to. Yeah. So, you know, what a journey. I'm kind of, I have an hour. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. It's the latest celebrity gossip and all the news from Hollywood with our very good friend, Holly Roberts. Hi, hey, Holly. Hey, we're starting this Dirt Alert this afternoon with the notable obituary music mm. legend, Burt Bacharach. So sad. Yeah, has died at the age of 94. Variety reporting he passed away from natural causes and uh, that, uh, look... If you don't know Burt Bacharach, you know Burt Bacharach. Yeah, you know him without even you do, knowing you do. him. You do. Yeah, you know, a, a lot of his songs sung back in the 1960s using the vocals of Dionne Warwick. And really, among 60s songwriting duos, arguably Burt Bacharach and Lennon McCartney. And like, those were the two titans. Yes. Yeah, not only that, but you were telling me this earlier uh, as we were reminiscing that he actually worked with Marlena Dietrich. Yes! Oh my goodness! Burt Bacharach, here's your Burt Bacharach fun fact for today. Worked as Marlena Dietrich's musical director from 1958 to 1961. And by that time, Marlena Dietrich was doing lots of uh, club dates and touring the world, doing her cabaret act. And he was the guy behind it. That is so cool. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, Other Burt Bacharach fun facts... um, he wrote the theme for the scary movie The Blob back in the 1950s. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Right? And uh, he wrote songs for people like the Shirelles, Gene Pitney. I mean, these are throwing it way back to the early 1960s. And then, of course, in the 60s, he was super groovy. Uh, back in the 90s, Austin Powers even had a Burt Bacharach cameo. I was going to say, he just became a sort of pop culture phenomenon. Yeah. Yes. An icon for sure yes an icon uh some of the songs that he wrote walk on by i say a little prayer yes i'll never fall in love again i know oh my goodness i mean it really is a playlist you're going to want to enjoy later today at some Mm -hmm. point yeah so please uh, go curate yourself a burt Bacharach playlist and honor his legacy today well we're just going to move on to the world of disney they're confirming that we're getting frozen three and toy story five so wow. we know that Tom Allen or Tim Allen's going to have some work. Yeah, I think that he confirmed earlier today that he is going to be a part of Toy Story 5. No word yet from Tom Hanks or any of the folks over at Frozen, but rest assured, I feel like everyone's going to want to be on board for this. He doesn't these. want that paycheck. Oh, right. 
Exactly. Oh. Um, and we, we thought also that his response to Pamela Anderson's claims were very flippant and arrogant, saying, like, uh, we're very disappointed over here at ABC and Disney. Uh, <laughs> Tim Allen's response? Yes, yes. Like, we are disappointed in that girl. <laughs> well, Pamela Anderson countered that narrative, Don, by mm-hmm. saying, well, of course he can't be truthful about it. Right. Because it's his wiener. That's right. <laughs> yes, because it's just be truthful wiener. about your wiener, please. Yes, exactly. Now, speaking of Pamela Anderson, she did a Vogue uh, "What's in Your Bag" video, and one of the things she pulled out of her Stella McCartney oh, bag was a thong. Of course, oh, she did. God. That's the most Pamela Anderson thing. But it's not to wear on your bottom; it's actually to put on your top. Apparently, what? a '90s beauty hack is to use a thong as a scrunchie. To get your oh. high-volume hair situation going on. Look at that. Oh, wow. I feel like I need to do that today. I know. Do Fine. you have a thong with you? Uh, In the car? Why do you have a thong in your car? Because my gym bag's in there. Oh. All right. I well, still, report I still, back. I still have our prop, Bradley, from Project Down. I know you do. I just <laughs> told just Dawn that the other day. We just talked about that yesterday off the air. No, really. Well, on the air, I don't know what to do with it. Honey, I just I feel like no. That don't put that don't waste that. What are you gonna resource. do? Donate it? Yes, take it to Goodwill. Oh my god. Oh, I don't don't they have a sexy like after dark Goodwill? <laughs> <laughs> Behind oh the beaded curtain. Yeah. This is a really good idea. Oh uh, well, if they're not doing it, please, the idea is free. Go or somebody. And, you yeah, know, yeah. just Run it after dark. Goodwill. Look, uh, all I have is comments yeah. to myself. All okay. I have to say is that thing sitting in the back of my car, and I'm it has a suction. Also, cup what on happens the back? if like you get rear-ended <laughs> and that flies out? Well, the oh gosh, never mind. Holly, thank you that. so much <laughs> for that dirt alert. You've rendered Dawn Did speechless. You say ew? Well, I mean, it, it's in the box. Oh no. It's delightful, and I want you to keep it there for as long as humanly possible. It's like a forearm. When, that thing is big. When we come back, our good friend Mike's got blind items right here on My Talk 1071, a forearm. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Hi. And now we have Mike with some blind items for us. Blinded by the item. Yes, we do. We'll get things started off with this one. Um, hmm, the topic is rich people. Uh, this actress, through her husband, might be the richest actress who is A-list. She is foreign-born and yelled at a bodyguard recently for not opening up her door fast enough. She says if it happens again, he's going to get fired. Ooh. She sounds like a treat. Rich oh. actress, foreign-born, you said? Foreign-born actress who, according to NT Lawyer, is probably the richest A-list actress through uh, her husband. Okay, uh, Michael Douglas and um, his wife. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Nope. Are you okay? <laughs> yes. Slur. Um, so that's what I had in my mind, and now is I it, don't it's have not like a, uh, is, is the... Let's just say if this guy woke up with Michael Douglas's net worth, he probably wouldn't want to wake up. Oh, my God. He's that rich, huh? Oh, he's, he's that actor? richer than Michael Douglas. That rich. Is uh, he, he is not an actor. Oh, 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 oh he's Hayek? rich, rich. What'd you say? Selma Hayek. 
You oh, nailed it. Oh, look at you. Who's she married to? A real rich guy. Francois-Henri well, Pinault. He is yes. the uh, CEO and president of Keering, who is behind the luxury brands that we know as Gucci. And, wow. Uh, Bal- That's great. Good Fancy. for me. Yes, you have another one? very well done. Oh, I'm proud Good of you. Did you fill in the blanks? No. Um, I did not fill in the Let's blanks. But uh, according to NT lawyer Salma Hayek, who is probably the richest actress uh, through her husband, uh, who is uh, is foreign born, yelled at a bodyguard recently for not opening up her door fast enough. And she said if it happens again, he's going to get fired. Oh, God, that's embarrassing. I hope that people don't continue to treat people that way that is just why does that become a thing in your life like you had to wait 3.5 seconds longer i'm sorry yeah i don't think it was about the thing yeah okay well thank you no problem (laughs) how about this one we'll do a uh, another one here he uh, continues his transformation from actor to guru this foreign-born former a-list actor is selling his home where now, or sorry, selling his home here so he can buy a retreat outside no. of this country. No, no, no. An actor slash guru. As he continues, yes, his transformation from actor to guru. This foreign-born former A-list actor is former. selling his home here to buy a retreat outside the country. Oh my God, who's guruy? Guruy, like Goopy. This no. is an actor, but like guruy, like that. Guruy. I mean, if you consider her a guru. Kind of. Yeah. You mean, uh, okay, so like. Actor to guru, foreign born, former Mm A-list. Selling this home here. Correct. How, like, when was this person at the peak of their fame? Um, Probably 25 years ago until as recent as like five years ago. 10 years ago? I mean, probably wow. in that range. God, I am drawing career. all sorts of blanks. Long A-list career. actor. Former. Mm. Foreign, Foreign born. born. Yes. Sylvester Stallone. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. The, 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 uh, the governor of California. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, I don't feel oh, like he's very guru-y. Okay. This person, uh, well, foreign born, uh, I'll give you the clue, uh, north of the border. It seems oh, to be a theme today. There are a lot, of, a lot of Canadians on this list. Oh, um, okay. but, uh, Canadian. Somebody um, who's kind of... How about... Oh, Jim Carrey? Well, how about Jim Carrey? Yes. yes. Good Whoa. job. You nailed it. All right. All right, fill in those blanks. Yeah, Jim Carrey continues his transformation from actor to guru, and uh, he is selling his home so he can buy a retreat outside the country. I don't... Yeah, he's just, there's something kind of off with him. No, yeah. there isn't. He's done a lot Everything's of... Everything's right. He's done really? a lot Really? Haven't you heard the stories, that, like the women that have come forward and said like, um, FYI, something ain't right. Tabloid. Okay. All right. They decided he was a bad guy and then they just kept spinning, you know, oh. like in spare. All right. Don't Good say anything about Jim Carrey. Duly noted. Well, I will <laughs> say what NT, say bad things I will say what NT lawyer said about sure, Jim Carrey. Because that's what I said. I did fill in the blanks there, but yeah, he's had um, what he calls a spiritual awakening and has done a bunch of interviews about that and uh, has wrote some books and done some things. So there you all go. Right. Well, I want him power to be of happy. intention. Good for him. And yeah. I think we all should live with the power of intention. So maybe he's on to something. The power there. of intention. I just have the power of intention for the next hour. And what then that that's where I stop. As far as like my intentions, like I know in the next hour what my intentions are, but then beyond that, I oh, don't oh, know. I got what you. I was like, what happens in an hour? What's going <laughs> to well, change? Wait Everything. and see. <laughs> if I put my stay mind tuned. To it. <laughs>
Let's do another one. Speaking of foreign-born and north of the border, this north of the border, there we go, we'll get it out, former A-plus list singer wants one more shot at glory, even if it means reuniting with her star-making ex, which is going to happen in their current trip. Ooh, oh, so, God. Oh, no. Foreign, okay, give us the signifiers again. Uh, foreign-born, foreign north born. of the border, former A-plus list singer. Oh. But has a partner. But has an ex who is known as a star maker. Oh, because yeah, it sounded almost like Bieber and Selena. But That's when you what say, I was going to mm, say, but she's supposed to be foreign born. That, well, she's not a star maker. Um, like So that sounds like a Scooter Brawny type, but that's It does sound exactly like that, but it's not that. Oh, it's not. Uh, but you're on the right track as far as the profession. Okay. Okay. Oh. It's not Celine Dion. Because her partner is nope. not with us yeah. anymore. Think, yeah, think north of the border, A plus list singers. Uh, okay, so we've got Robin uh, Thick. Uh, this is got... a woman, right? The singer's a woman. The singer's yeah. a woman. Okay. Yes. Um, and Canadian. So female Canadian singers, Shania Twain. Oh! Yep, Shania Twain it is. Ooh. I don't know the other half, though. Oh, do oh, I? Her manager, ex-husband? Yes. Yeah, I don't know who do that is. Do you recall the name? Um. Oh, boy. Michael. I'll give you a hint. Okay. His nickname sounds like a puppy you found on the side of the road. Um, a, puppy. Ruff, ruff, a little puppy. Oh, it's something like... I guess it doesn't have to be bingo? on the side of the road. It's just a puppy with a mixed breed. It's like a w- really weird country. Mutt Lang. I wasn't Mutt sure you'd Lang. get to Mutt Lang. No, but I wouldn't have gotten there. a country thing. I never go. heard of this person. All right, fill in yeah, those blanks. Big time country uh, promoter and or I should say uh, producer. But uh, yeah, uh, apparently Shania Twain wants another crack at glory, even though it might mean having to reunite with her ex-husband, Robert John Lang, a.k.a. Mutt Lang. But apparently they're doing that during this uh, current trip she's on. Okay. Uh, NT Lawyer had a lot, and I mean a lot of things to say about Shania Twain at the Grammys, saying that she would go up to everybody, all these young acts, and be very excited to meet them and say how happy she is to be there and really excited. And they would say, oh, Who are, are you, you now? Oh, God. And so apparently, because she had that red wig on and that, well, well, that's and that part hat or outfit. It, uh, and according to NT Lawyer, that really kind of kicked her right in the, right in the ego. Oh, she's, no. not, well, she's not super happy with it. I mean, you I know. mean, her, she looked really cool. Mm-hmm. It was just, she was hard to recognize because it was such a, an interesting outfit. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. What else? Uh, let's you do have another one. I do have another one. Uh, as uh, NT has been telling us for months, this actress slash director and the former late night actor are going to get back together. That's mm. the call from NT lawyer. Uh, Pete Davidson. Um, how about. Oh, um, Trevor Noah and Mika Kelly. Actress and late so night. So a late night actor. So it is, yes, one more time. At, or again, as I've uh, been telling you for months, is from Enti Lawyer. This actress slash director and the former late night actor will get back together. Is it like an Olivia Wilde and somebody? It's like exactly like Olivia oh. Wilde and somebody. So Olivia Wilde and then, God, late, late night, night actor. actor. So it's an SNL person. 
because uh, it's not like James Gordon. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, SNL. Who who would she get back together with from oh, SNL? Jason him. Oh, yes. obviously. <laughs> yeah. No, don't do it, well, Jason. We've seen we've seen the photos. There was the photos of them hugging it out a little bit, but yes, according to NT lawyer, he says uh, he's and he's kind of hinted at this for months that uh, Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis will end up back together again at well, some point. Well, I can't say that that's a bad thing because they have kids. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. That's, that's, that's actually a good thing for them. You know, she needed. I don't know. We don't want a little Harry Styles in her life. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people have little trysts that are very public and yeah. I don't know that that in, that level of infidelity, if indeed yeah. it was. I mean, we're all speculating right now, but mm-hmm. that would be a, maybe a bridge too far, especially with it depends kids, on but. what their what their life was like. Because we, I have to admit, I see him as the absolute angel in this story, but we're, we really don't know. You know, because it was so blatantly like, okay, so she did this movie with Harry Styles and then she moved out in with Harry Styles. Like, I'm bye. And then you're like, oh, that didn't just start four days ago. You know, you don't think we don't know what he was doing. It's true. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very complicated. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. Thanks, Mike. Those were great. For all those delicious blind items. And when we come back from blind items to a TV show we've all been watching, The Last of Us. In fact... One of the actresses on The Last of Us was called out by someone else for her body size and body shape. And that's not something we do. But she responded. And I thought we could have that conversation when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Spot. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas with huge savings for 2023. If ever there was a time to visit the Little Blind Spot showroom, that time is here. Right now, select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of 30% off the purchase value, up to $1,200. That's right, I said $1,200. Hunter Douglas Honeycomb Shades are designed to conserve energy at the window in any season. They trap heat inside the honeycomb fabrics during the winter months, and keep cool air inside your home in summer. It's like they were made for Minnesotans. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today for help from the best experts in the business. Or you can visit them online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot. We're big on service. Nutrisource. A- the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Uh, the Last of Us is on HBO Max. It's wildly popular right now based on a video game franchise. And some of the um, gamers out there have expectations as to what the characters do, what they should look like. And then there are other people that are just trolls. Yeah. Basically. What's going on? Adrian Curry, in this case, trolled uh, Melanie Linsky, who plays one of the characters in the most recent episode of The Last of Us. And we don't need to get, like, spoilery. But essentially, Adrian Curry dropped a little shade uh, Melanie's way. And in a since-deleted uh, series of tweets, which, by the way, that's always a great sign when you feel so confident about the things that you say that you have to then <laughs> take them down. Right. In this now-deleted tweet, she shared a picture of Melanie... From the show. And Melanie, we should say, she plays a character who's kind of like the head of this group in post-apocalyptic Kansas City. And she's like a tough, she's a tough lady. She gets things done. She's like, I don't know what her actual title is. But 
just for the sake of the conversation, she kicks ass, right? Okay. In this tweet, Adrian says um, she shared a picture of Linsky. And by the way, she shared a picture of her from like a magazine cover where she looked all dolled up. It mm. wasn't actually the character. Like she wasn't showing her a still from the from the TV show. Right. Right. And in this uh, tweet, she says with uh, the photo that Melanie's body says this body says life of luxury, not post-apocalyptic warlord. Where is Terminator actress Linda Hamilton when you need her? Essentially saying she doesn't look like Linda Hamilton from the Terminator franchise. She's not all lean and buff. How is are we supposed to think of her as a post-apocalyptic warlord? Oh, it's so ridiculous. So rude. One would argue that you're less strong whenever you're thinner, well, but mean, whatever. It doesn't yeah, even it doesn't matter. matter. You shouldn't be talking about people's bodies in she, that way. She body shamed this woman. And here's what I love in response to that trolliness. Um, I just love people. Uh, firstly, she says, this is Melanie's response. Firstly, this is a photo from my cover shoot for InStyle magazine, not a still from HBO's The Last of Us. And I'm playing a person who meticulously planned and executed an overthrow of Fedra. Fedra is like the post-apocalyptic government, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I'm supposed to be smart, ma'am. I don't need to be muscly. That's what henchmen are for. So, like, I wouldn't, like, she's doing the Lord's work as far as I'm concerned because she does not owe anybody an explanation. Like, she could have just said, hey, Adrian, you're being a troll. Stop. Yeah. Right? Like, we don't comment on women's bodies, period. But she actually, like, logically provides, you know, a response as well, which is like, like uh, I mean, I know you're, you are concerned about this, but, like, it's not even required of my character that I need to be this. So you're just you're just missing the whole point right yeah, you're just body shaming and then in a series of follow-up tweets now here's where she gets kind of at um at gamers because i guess gamers have been pushing back on her casting as well mm-hmm. and she says look i understand that some people are mad and also i just think like you guys as a person who loves a franchise you do not get to dictate the future of that franchise you are not an owner of that franchise right. you it's are just a fan like- which means you get the opportunity to to enjoy the franchise. You have no ability to control or dictate how that franchise is played out in culture. But anyway, she says to those people, I understand some people are mad that I'm not the typical casting for that role. That's thrilling to me. Other than the moments after action is called, when you feel like you're actually in someone else's body, the most exciting part of my job is subverting expectations. So she's addressing their you know, this pushback from people who didn't think she was casting. Now, I ask the two of you, because you both played the game. Yeah. Did you have that response like, oh, that's not what I expected? I had the response because I didn't, I think that she is more of a soft-spoken type of person so far. And it didn't seem like anywhere close to, you know, the character. Yeah, I would so- say, but it had nothing to do with her body shape it just has to do with what i know her and how her, her she comes across and her demeanor but we haven't seen all of the character yet you know it's like judging the first chapter of a book yeah 
and going, that's not right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Mike, did you have a reaction? No. I, the one thing I always try to do is whenever this happens, and again, we've talked about it, I just try to completely divorce myself from the game and be like, yeah, I, that was a fun experience. That was great. I want to enjoy this experience in this perception of the same story and what yeah. the showrunners are going for and what the writers are going for. I know it's going to be slightly different, but, you know. Well, because otherwise I would imagine you'd get caught up going down all sorts of rabbit yeah, holes. Like, no that's point. not yeah. how they did that. Exactly. Because we know from, like, what, two episodes ago or the episode before last where like certain characters storylines end in different ways mm, right like yeah, that's true th- yeah. then from the show and i would imagine if you are like that's the only way we can only do it this way and i think that's that what would get the, really frustrating i think that's one of the reasons why i do that is because i as a person who probably hasn't read as many books as i probably should have or you know has been that i've heard that for so long in franchises oh the book is so much better oh the book did this oh they did this different the book and i'm just i was so over that that yeah. it doesn't the the game concept doesn't translate to me i'm just like yeah i don't care it's different plus it's an excellent series and all we did was like say that's interesting i wouldn't have thought of her in that role but it didn't go beyond that you know what i'm saying like for us we're just enjoying it right and i think you're totally entitled to your opinion it's just that it's just that um you your response would not have been to go to twitter and call out this actress oh it's hideous and especially based on her body and then but wait, there's more. Adrian doubles down and says, after she was called out, she doubled down by saying the following. This is Adrian Curry again, who, by the way, is a fashion model. Was she America's Next Top Model? Yes. Is that her? I think that's, I mean, that's how I know her. Yeah. I'm so over everything anymore. Uh, that, okay. <laughs> Actors can't allow people to not like their characters. I am done. We are not the things we pretend we are on set or stage. It's okay if someone doesn't like them. It isn't personal in the slightest. What? You took a photo, not of the character, ma'am. You took a photo of her, like, of her, the actress. Yeah. And said that she does not look like a warlord and then compared her to another woman. Like... Mm, that's the worst. That's not the what worst. you're doing. That's, that's like, not what you're doing. It's basically the template for what not to do. Yeah. Gosh. I'm so over everything anymore. Okay. Okay. Well, well we're over you. I was going to say some people are over your trolling, you know, other people on Twitter. Did you know that she was married to Christopher Knight from 2006 to 2013? No. That's a tidbit. Well, fabulous. That's, that's Adrian Curry. Brady Bunch. Christopher Knight. <laughs> that's from Brady Bunch. He's from Brady Bunch. Fun fact, um, I will say I have not watched the game. And by the way, if you're just joining us, we're talking about The Last of Us. One of the actresses was called out because she didn't represent the body type. Some people thought she should. And it's coming from somebody who's very thin, which is also insult to injury. Go on. Um, She was called out by somebody. uh, But the thing I was going to say is I didn't, unlike the two of you, I did not play the game. And like, I just thought, oh. This woman is presenting as a mild-mannered, meek, soft-spoken person. Right now. But there are things that she does in that episode where you're like, oh, she's in charge. And she is, you know, she, I mean, I'm not going to say what she does in that episode, but she does some things in that episode that you're like. Ooh, that's harsh. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah, and you don't have to play something super aggressive. so So my point was simply to say, that's interesting to me. Because it counters expectations, yes. right? Which is, I think, probably what she was meant to bring to the That's role. What, yes.
So trust the casting directors. For God's exactly. Sake. When we come back, more top stories of the day right here on My Talk 1071.